Hey everybody, welcome to Gen Church Midweek Podcast, a podcast about everyday people who are committed to expanding God's family together because of Jesus for generations to come. My name is John, I'm the engagement pastor, and sitting next to me is Kyle Davies, our lead pastor. Boom. Just a boom. Yeah, Just boom today. No drop the mic. No, no, no mic. I can't drop, drop the mic. I can't drop that yeah. mic. No, I, I don't be in trouble. Yes, yeah. yes, we most definitely will. So Kyle, for the last couple of weeks, actually maybe a couple months now, we've yes. been going through the Mark series. We're, we're getting pretty far along. Yes, we are. But we're switching it up okay. for December. As far as what, we you, are? as what you've told me. What? I know, right? <laughs> Hopefully the people at home know, hey, we're going to take a little break uh, from Mark. We're going to get back to it at the first of the year. But Kyle, talk me through. I, I, I saw kind of in our schedule coming up that we're switching it up. And you, you've titled mm-hmm. it what? Stories We Tell. Is that right? Stories We Tell. Stories That's We correct. Tell. So do you want to kind of intro that for us? Kind of give us a little bit of what to expect mm-hmm. as we kind of go forward into the month of December. So, Mark, we've all been focusing on listening and responding to Jesus. And so, as we make this transition, it's Christmas time. Like, so, yeah. of course, you've got to do, like, some sort of Christmas series or, or go what? around in there. And what's fascinating about Mark is Mark doesn't spend uh, very much time at all, if any, if I remember correctly. I should know this off the top of my head, about Jesus around Jesus' birth. And so— okay. What, what we've got to look at is when we, as we get close to Christmas, as we're talking about celebrating Jesus' birth, it's important to go back and remember the whole theme that Mark has been building to is that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. Like basically, okay. basically that, you know, if you go back to Mark 1, that, that basically he says, this story is about Jesus, the son okay. of God. He, he's the Christ. He's the son of God. Well, there were all kinds of stories about the birth of the Messiah. There's there's all okay. these kinds of prophecies and backstories on where the Messiah was going to be born, what he was going to be like, where he was going to yeah. come from, and all these come from Old Testament. So because Mark doesn't explicitly like deal with any of that, what what we have done is as we're getting to kind of the the, the pinnacle of Mark, yeah. where where Peter has this aha moment of oh this is who you are, and then the rest of Mark is about the implications of that statement mark builds the rest of that so this is what that means what we need to go back in and really look at is that foundation of all the the baggage and and the story surrounding the birth of the messiah and how that basically lays a foundation for us to to get to the aha moment of okay Okay. jesus you are the christ you are the son of god and so Mm. stories we tell comes out of christmas time telling stories remember yeah. when remember when grandpa used to do that remember when <laughs> so-and-so used to do that yeah. uh you know oh two christmases ago remember when we were able to have people over um you know i just so are we gonna have story time with kyle sitting in front of the fireplace i wish yeah yeah that'd, yeah that'd be yeah. fun that'd be a fun fire our, our fireside chats with yes, with kyle with kyle on Sundays. around christmas yes Covering so, stories we tell. Oh my gosh, we're terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry for everybody watching this at home. So we've been going through Mark series. Yep. And I like how you even kind of teased up of how literally Mark has been laying out Jesus as Messiah. And even the closest people around him still trying to figure out who and what that is. And is yep. Jesus really this? Because at this point, we see the disciples being told that and seeing some of that. And they're still struggling with fully grasping that even in of themselves. So Kyle, kind of where, where do we start with this stories we tell series? So we're going to look at several prophecies around the birth of Jesus. And to set that up, what I want us to do today is look at a passage out of John. And we're going to look at John chapter one, verses 35 
through 42. And by the way, I was right. It, it, Mark does not cover Jesus' Did birth. you just go look? I, I ha- go look. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's accurate. You know, sometimes I second guess myself. In this case, I'm <laughs> not second guessing. We're going to do some speculation. We're, we're, we're going we're gonna to play around a little bit with today's story. Okay. But we're going to look at John chapter 1, verses 35 through 42. Now, okay. so here, here's the setting. Jesus is with John the Baptist in the Jordan. John has pointed out Jesus. Uh, J- this is the guy who's greater than me, whose straps, whose sandals I'm not, I'm not fit to untie. Yeah. Uh, he says, John even says he's the son of God. He's the lamb of God. And so he's pointing out all these things about Jesus. Well, finally, some of John's disciples kind of get the clue and, okay. and go after Jesus. And here, here's what it says is that is it, Jesus asks these guys the question. And he says, I asked them, so what are you looking for? Mm. What are you after? And they say to him, where are you staying? And Jesus says, come and you'll see. And what happens is these disciples of John actually spend the full day with Jesus. Okay. Now, we, this, is, this is what's happening in verse 39. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, one of the ones who was with Jesus, he runs out of that interaction, runs out of that interaction with Jesus and goes to find his brother Peter and says, hey, we have found the Messiah. So okay. something happened in that interaction to go from yeah. John pointing out all this stuff to these guys coming in first interacting with Jesus and then really yeah. Andrew just bursting out of the door going, hey, we found the Messiah. Yeah. What's so puzzling and perplexing about this is we've been walking through Mark for couple months now and they are can hardly figure out who in the world jesus is and what he's about yet in this interaction andrew's like we found the messiah so so we can talk about consistency later do you think john's trying to like brag on himself said hey i really i really saw it from the beginning i I knew all along but uh, you know you know the other guys are going to say it took us a little while exactly exactly i i think that's part of part of the paradox of following jesus is remember they were with him day in and day out. Yes. And so I think they were they were caught up in the level of his humanity, but there was something that happens. They were they were looking for the Messiah in this yeah. instance. So so they they were looking for some things to confirm that that was the case. And then as time goes on, yeah. they've got to understand. Okay, what are the implications? Well, really even regar- mean of that? even regardless, in all accounts, they drop everything to follow him. Yeah. Now along the way, they might have their little slip up moments of say, yeah. of questioning his power, questioning his authority, or yeah. even trying to figure out what it truly means for him to be Messiah, yeah. to be Jesus Christ. Like they sometimes they struggle with that, but it is a level of them growing in that. Yeah, absolutely. So John, I guess my question is, as I start to, to tee this up, talk through this interaction, what do you think Jesus said in those, some, some translations say 10 yeah. in the morning, some say, say it was, it was four. So maybe it was like four in the after four in the afternoon, regardless, yeah. these disciples of John spent a significant time with Jesus they didn't know what he was about going in. And then afterwards, Andrew runs out and says, Messiah. So my question, yeah. what do you think was said during that interaction that got the disciples of John who were looking for the Messiah to burst out and go, we have found the Messiah? Dude, I I don't know. I, I, I can't imagine being in that room and in that moment of what happened. Did Jesus pull a rabbit out of a hat or something? like? Yeah, did, yeah. did he pull off some sort of miracle or something in front of them? Or did he just really just walk through some of the the Torah, the Old Testament prophecies and stuff and say, hey, guys, like the stuff yeah. you've been taught all along, like 
here's it laid out. And maybe he, he just spends some time and lays it out for them. Maybe he just answers some questions. Maybe he just yeah. pulls something out of that. Like, yeah. who, who knows? Well, John, is there precedent in Scripture that would say that Jesus has, has, has a history of walking through Scripture with others to, to, to prove who, who he is and oh, what he has done? Most definitely. I like to mess around a little bit. Uh, but I, I think the fun and interesting thing in which we see Jesus do a lot is a lot of the times he'll quote and use things from the Torah in the Old Testament. Even when he goes to his hometown in Nazareth, like the first thing in which he quotes is from the Old Testament. Yeah. So, so hold on, where, where else in scripture has, does Jesus open up that Old Testament, that Torah, as you have said, and walk Gosh. through it? Do you, do you know one off the top of your head? Can you think of one? I, I know Isaiah. I'm gonna guess in the fifties. So I so forget so, that one. so you're you're going to the to the Old Testament passage that he quotes. I'm just saying, like in the New Testament, does he does he walk through the Old Testament with anyone off the top? Is there is there is there in in either oh, Matthew, oh, a, Mark, a moment Luke, where and we, John, where we see him sit down, literally open the scroll, roll it out as far as he can, and say, "Hey, let me walk you through." No, we we don't hear of that specifically, but we hear of him reference and talk about that okay. in some of his different teachings and okay. some of his different interactions. There's no. Can I disagree with you? You wouldn't disagree. I want to disagree with you. That, that Jesus, it, it says explicitly that Jesus poured some tea. They sat around a cozy fire and he rolled out the scroll and they began having this long conversation. Is it later in Mark? Are you foreshadowing no, getting, I'm not getting rid of Mark. it for somebody? Let's go. If we go to Luke chapter 24, he talks to two guys on the road to Emmaus and he says, didn't the Messiah have to suffer these things and enter in his glory? Then beginning with Moses and the prophets, he inter- interpreted for them the things concerning himself and all the scriptures. Hold on, scriptures. hold on. You want to get technical here? It does not say he rolled out the scroll. He referenced the scrolls. Okay, did, roll did, out did, the scroll. Hey, he, you, you he, know what I mean. He used the Old Testament yeah. and he talked about the, that Torah, and that's what Moses is coming from. And he's talking about the prophets and also how that all pointed to what he did on the cross in that case. Yeah, yeah. Get me on a technicality. I know, so I wh- know. So where do you go? So for, for me in this instance, what I think what I think Jesus did at the foundation of his ministry is I actually think he went back to prophecies about the birth of the Messiah. There was all kinds of stories surrounding the, the birth of Messiah. So three the reason I think it's three passages that I'm going to reference here in particular, it's because Matthew actually quotes all three of these mm-hmm. passages at the beginning of his gospel. So the first is Micah 5.2. Yeah. The second is Isaiah 11, 1, and the third is Hosea 11, 1. So two 11, ones make it a little bit easier to remember. But what I think Jesus did is he's sitting there and he's, he's asking these guys, what do you know about the Messiah? Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? And they would say, have said, where was the Messiah supposed to have been born? Bethlehem. Bethlehem. There we go. I got you gun shy now. Know, called right? you, called you out. You, it's know, a, it's okay to off, be off the cuff now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yes, Bethlehem. Okay, and so he's like, yeah, of course, the Messiah was supposed to be born in Bethlehem. Great. And then he goes, so let me throw a little wrinkle into this. The passage says, out of Egypt, I have called my son. So here's the question. How all the scholars, all the scribes, all the Pharisees, they debated, how was the Messiah supposed to be born in Bethlehem, but yet called out of Egypt? Mm-hmm. This, is, this is a fascinating quandary. 
And so Jesus, I can just imagine, you know, teasing his disciples, kind of like I'm teasing you a little bit now yeah. about, okay, okay, where is this? So, so feel, yeah. and you know, being, just being like, okay, feel free to get it wrong. And then yeah. Jesus lays out saying, hey, you remember that time when Herod um, was ordered, all the, kids. Or, ordered yeah. all the babies to be killed because he was fearful of the Messiah? Yeah. You know, my parents actually uh, w- left Bethlehem and went to Egypt for, for a time. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I returned from Bethlehem, uh, or from, from Bethlehem, went to Egypt, and then he returned, and then I returned from Egypt, and we actually moved up to Nazareth. How how crazy is that? Do you, do, what do you th- guys think about that? And you know, yeah. uh, you know, some, some some healthy debate around that. Oh, Jesus, that's so fascinating. That that the prophecies surrounding the birth of Messiah, his early childhood, that you would that, that you fit two of those. And Jesus says, Yeah, well, and remember, I, I said I went up to Nazareth. Well. How do, how do we make sense of, of the passage where it says, you know, uh, out of this, the stump of Jesse, a, a shoot will be, will be, you know, basically grow. And, and they knew that to be a messianic passage. And he says, mm-hmm. you know, you know what's called shoot town? You know, you know what's called Hicktown? Actually, Nazareth. Can you yeah. believe that's actually <laughs> where, where I grew yeah. up? So and, and, and can you just see the wheels turn and them going? Jesus, are, are you saying Check. you're Check. the Messiah? Wait, yeah. you, you, you grew up in Shoot Town. You grew up in kind of kind of Hicksville, you know, in Nazareth. You know, they would have yeah, yeah. they would have had access. That's that's why one of the points in the New Testament, they go, can anything good come from Galilee? Can anything good come from Nazareth? Mm-hmm. Why? Because because that was that was Shoot yeah. Town. And Jesus goes, yeah, I grew up there. I, I spent time with my family there. Hey, I was also born in Bethlehem. But yet I even in the early days of my life fled to Egypt and yeah. came out of Egypt back to uh, to the promised land. Yeah. And so, again, all that speculation, and then Andrew, light bulb clicks and goes, yeah. hey, hey, guys, guess what? We found the Messiah. He checks all the boxes <laughs> for where the Messiah was supposed to be born, how it, what kind of his upbringing was yeah. supposed to be like, where he was supposed to be raised. That is amazing. Yeah. And so there's all kinds of stories and speculation and mm-hmm. here in this moment, we see that Jesus checks all the boxes for where uh, the Messiah was supposed to come from. So let me throw a technicality to okay. you. So you said this is in the first bit of John. Is Matthew in that part? You referenced Matthew. Do you think later on he did this with each of his disciples? He'd sit down and walk <laughs> through this exact same thing with them? Well, I, remember the audience. So Matthew was primarily writing to a Jewish audience. Yeah. So he was trying to help them show how Jesus fulfilled those prophecies. So my guess is that Jesus, time and time again, would, would open up the Torah. And it, it's called, the, you know, the law yeah. of Moses the, and the prophets, yeah. you know, in the Psalms. And, and would basically say, here's how, that, here's how that points to me. So my guess is that he did that multiple times with his yeah. with his disciples because we know that Jesus spent a significant amount of time here in the beginning of John and he hasn't really begun his ministry yet he's just spent time with these guys so yeah. um if if he's done it here in John which there's a good chance that that's happened yeah. my guess is he's done that with Matthew and especially if we've got precedent that he did that with the disciples on the road to uh mm-hmm. Emmaus then or on the Emmaus road yeah. you know however it is but uh, yeah. he, so, he's done that before. Yeah. So these next couple of weeks, we're going to be going through those. You, yeah. m- you mentioned three different prophecies. Yep. And we're going to go through those. And are, are we correlating those to Matthew? Yeah. Well, we're we're going to link those up with where they, where they show themselves in the New Testament, how they're, what the original prophecy was, 
how that how they saw it as being a messianic prophecy and then where we see that fulfilled by jesus in the new testament and then here's here's what we do is we're going to take that foundation okay and we're going to say reflect on how that's a story that was told for them about the hope that awaited them in the messiah yes we're going to translate that for us today and say there are stories that we are telling stories that we're we're hoping god to work stories where we're seeing god work and how that provides for us a hope and a peace and a joy and ultimately catapults us into to a love of neighbor because of jesus and so how that translates for us today and so that we can have that hope joy and peace and love uh, and basically express that today and know that we have that hope of also jesus coming back so so again we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna sprinkle in some some not just stories of the old testament and stories of the new testament but even stories that we see and experience today of how we see god at work and why that provides us uh, an opportunity for for hope well awesome man i'm i'm looking forward to that so if you're at home be sure to join us as we continue in this new series called stories we tell as we begin to kind of prepare it like christmas season we got our admin stuff going out and around right now and so uh, we hope that you interact with us as we go through that and you begin to kind of link some of these stories to your everyday life because your story matters and jesus is working and he's shaping and we hope that you begin to see how he is at work in your story and in your life so thanks again for joining us today have a fantastic week we'll see you next time.